The word bonita means beautiful, but it's also a synonym for love. My name is Viviani Aires. I am a licensed esthetician, massage therapist, makeup artist, wellness practitioner, and the founder of Viviani Aires Skin Wellness Facial Studio here in Philadelphia. Today and always, I invite you to be bonita. When you are surrounded by community and encouragement, I believe that you can truly become and embody the beauty that is already inside of you, no matter your age or background. My hope is that this podcast will be that community and encouragement for each and every listener. Get comfortable, Bonita, because with a little help from industry experts, we are going to share one-of-a-kind conversations about skincare, self-care practices, wellness, and so much more that will leave you feeling overwhelmed with self-confidence, self-awareness, and self-acceptance, and most importantly, powerful. So together, let's be Bonita. Oi, Bonitas. Welcome back to the Be Bonita podcast. My name is Viviani, and I am your host. Today, we have Miss Eva Adamis again. This is our second recording podcast, as we promised, part one and part two, on the topic of menopause why our mothers and our grandmothers didn't speak to us about menopause. Both of us are going and experiencing perimenopause where we are having these mood swings and hot flashes and a little touch of the ADHD. I was just diagnosed. So I'm just adding more to my toolbox. And so today, this podcast recording is going to be fantastic because I am speaking to the only one and the most resourceful person that I have in my life as well. She's an amazing healer. And I would like for her to introduce herself once again, for those that didn't have a chance to uh, listen to our first podcast. So Miss Eva, please welcome to the stage. Oh, well, it feels good to be back talking with you, Viviani. I am feeling pretty good. I took care of all the things. I know we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what we're talking about shortly, but um, I'm feeling pretty amazing today. Today, I feel good. (laughs) One day at a time, my friend. Absolutely. So the last time we were talking, and let me just introduce myself for, like you mentioned, just in case someone is listening for the first time. I am a health and wellness practitioner and a healing and holistic energy practitioner. So I do a little bit of spiritual coaching. I work with crystal stones and minerals, Reiki, sound healing, aromatherapy, all the beautiful things that can really add and enhance the well-being of anyone's life. But right now I find myself like you are in the midst of having to take a little bit more special time, care, and attention to my mind, body, and spirit because of this perimenopause. And And I know we're supposed to talk about those tools. Yeah. And the good thing is like when you work in this realm of healing, right? So self-care practices, we don't know what our friends, our girlfriends know. And they don't know what they don't know. So the topic of you know menopause there is some kind of shame to that and so i'm happy that we are having this conversation because my intention is to normalize this conversation where we are sharing we are learning from each other things that we can make it easy in this transitional period of our time so yeah share with us your best self-care tools that helps you to go through that transition Yes. I've been using my tools in ways in which I haven't used them before. Before it was pretty much the things that I enjoy doing. I don't have a lot of health disparities arriving to what I call chronic pain because I wake up to pain every day, just about with a frozen shoulder. It was new to me. So I had to use breath work and moving my body in a different way than what I was used to. I was used to going hard in the gym. My background is in kinesiology, the way the body moves. And so I always had a deep appreciation and understanding of how our bodies 
move, but my body started talking to me differently. I woke up one day in September, 2022, and I couldn't move my shoulder. And I thought I had just slept wrong. And I know I mentioned this the first time we chatted, but it's worth mentioning again, just to kind of bring it back home in full circle. And by December, when it wasn't going away, and I was doing all the things that traditional healthcare tells you what to do. You take the supplements or you try to go easy. You, you don't work out. I was like, this is, this is counterintuitive and counterproductive to what I know, to what I went to school for and what I've been practicing. So once 2023 arrived, I said, you know, I'm getting back into my workouts. It's at the point where it's going to heal and restore me. I don't know why I abandoned that. I just knew that I just couldn't go, I couldn't exercise in the same capacity that I have been used to. So now what I do pretty much is a lot of breath work, sending breath to points of pain, moving my limbs within a stretch and a hold kind of system, pretty much Pilates and yoga. They have been my saving grace since earlier this year. And that is why I can wake up and say, I feel better than I did before. That's why today is a good day. And honestly, I can count on tomorrow being a good day too, because from September of last year to December, I couldn't say that. But now I am using the tools. Now I am taking more grace and time with myself. And that's a mental thing, giving myself the permissions to work through this. I love it. That's what my therapist said. I made a, a uh, emergency call. <laughs> And she said, Viviana, you can't, you cannot afford to not practice your, your routines, right? So I was very consistent for many years, of course, like not every day, but every other day or a consistent being, you know, months that I was, you know, meditating and journaling every week. And then I went through a phase that I wasn't doing that. And I noticed every time that I didn't take that time to focus and have, mindful practices, then I was more vulnerable to the mood swings. And I also noticed, I think like when I turned 49, 49, am I 48 or 49? Oh my goodness. No, honey, you are 48 years old. I 48. am 49. Yeah, I'll be 49 in November. 49. I'll be, I'll be, see that's aging <laughs> on the flash right now. I'll be 49 in November. So I didn't notice right away a shift November into January. That's what my, the, my um, hot flashes or a high peak. I have a feeling that I'm going through this period has, has been more than seven years, but very settled, but it really got more pronounced as soon as I turned 48. And so I, you know, shared that with her and she's like, listen, we've been working together for a few years now. And I know for a fact that you have your, your, your practices. I noticed what, every time you call me in an emergency, uh, you know, call you under a lot of stress because you manage your own business and you're managing different responsibilities. And I was like, Hmm, it is easy for us in a healing space, self-care space to tell our clients and friends to do these things. But because we also are managing our business and our relationships, then we put ourselves less. So then I think this transitional period has taught me and just based on what I'm hearing from you, it has taught us to really carve out time and also be more graceful with ourselves. And I'm practicing that right now where I have a tendency to judge myself of not being as productive as I should because my business depends on me. But at the same time, that pause is restored when I choose to give myself pause, which is essentially grace. So we are on the same page, my friend. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And I don't know if we shared this the last time but I'm going to share it again. Also, it's informing the ones that are on your support team that we need to be shown a little grace also. So giving yourself some, you know, assistance or some patience is one thing, but then telling everyone around us too, that there's, you know, I might be experiencing, you know, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty, but I might be experiencing a, a little pain here or um, just admitting that things are different for you. I it's like very helpful idea. too. 
I like that idea because I think our partners would not take that, you know, personal or kids, the people that are closest to us. I don't think they ever would understand, but we, right. we have to justify why we are acting out of normal in a normalcy because we are having these experiences, you know, up and down, depending also on your current stress levels, right? That's, I was actually getting to that, um, the current stress levels. Because we're entrepreneurs and you kind you just can't really call out when you're not feeling like you need to work. I, that, I just experienced that on Saturday. Viviani, for the first time, I got candid about it on social media. And I made a little post about it. That today is not a good day for me. Today I'm experiencing, I said perimenopause. Yeah. It was on Saturday. That was a, a big admission because anybody could scroll through my social media page and witness and read that. I did end up going to work that day, but what I did also do was showcase some of the breath work I was doing. I did it right on camera and said, I'm not feeling 100%, but I feel better than I did before had I not done this timeout, had I not shown myself that attention. So giving yourself attention and then also requesting that attention, that's a better way of saying it, requesting that attention from others is just another way to take care of yourself because the responsibility and the onus is on you. You need to tell somebody what you need. I agree. I agree with you 100%, my dear. When you do breath work, do you do any type of aromatherapy? Yes and no. So if I do aromatherapy, I'll use like a clary sage essential oil. Mm -hmm. I'll rub that in my hands and just take a deep breath in and out. What I was referring to, what I did on Saturday, I actually did the breath work with some crystals that I set aside for that time when I really want to just kind of decompress take a minute, get my bearings together, especially when I know that I don't have more time to rest. I just need to take that time out just to own what I'm feeling. And then it kind of dissipates the, I guess the acute sensory of what I'm feeling Ooh, starts to diminish because I'm giving attention to it. I'm sending love to it. I'm telling it and me that it's okay, that you can pace yourself. You can take a moment before leaving out of the door. So for that time, what I'm referring to, what I did on camera on Saturday, I used a couple of crystals and just put them in the places where I needed to get that, that seek out that attention. Because honest to God, if we're going to be really candid here, my cycle showed up on Saturday. I too. Yeah. <laughs> Since November, like a week ago. Yeah. What the yes, honestly, it, it was actually Friday, but Saturday was like the full first day. It was like a Friday night kind of thing. And so I woke up and I was taken by surprise. Well, not taken by surprise because it was a Friday night to Saturday thing, but it was, a, it was full on. So I was taken by surprise that it came back is what I mean, that it came back. So I did what I needed to do. I did the breath work. I actually contacted another friend that's going through the same thing. It's a mutual friend of ours, Nakia, Nakia Murray. Yeah, awesome. I contacted her, just asked her a couple of questions because she does all the herbal tonics. I don't necessarily have the knowledge of the herbs. My thing is like the crystals and doing some breath work and keeping the body lubricated with movement, right? She has all those herbal concoctions going on. You know, if I'm going to skincare, I'm going to you, Viviani, like how I, we saw each other two weeks ago. Yeah. So I called her up. Or she saw my social media, then she sent me a private message. And so I took care of that and got the raspberry tea. So it's important to share. It's important to tell people what you're going through because they do want to support you. And they're not going to know what you're going through if you don't admit that, if you're not willing to open up and be a little bit vulnerable. And I think that when we, when I share the first time, because I've, I've been going through this, has been a couple of years now. But my bottom, when I hit the bottom, like as far as like mood swings, when I was, I had depressive behavior in January, I got to the point that I was like, you know, what? I want to share this on Instagram because the same way I share, you know, knowledge in the skincare, the majority of my followers and my clients are women and they are women around my age. Yeah. So why not share? And when I shared, 
I even got emotional when I shared, but when I, after I got off that, that, that recording video, I just felt, you know, released and then like getting text yeah. messages and DMs from clients and followers. That was like amazing because they were able to say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you're sharing these things because I'm going through the same and I don't have anybody to talk to. And so women were pouring their hearts to me. And I was like, thank you, divine creator, because I knew I had to kind of share that. So yeah, they follow us. I don't like to use that word, but they are part of our community, even better. So they look at us as a, as a resource. So when we do share what we go through, right? Don't put me on the pedestal because I'm just like you, right? Yeah. And so, and everything that I am going through and the tools that I find or I, I'm using, I'm going to share. And that's why for me, this podcast is so important and invigorating to me because we're having these conversations where we share to the ether and the women that they are going through that can come across a conversation like this and find the tools that we are sharing and also relate to these, you know, um, experiences that we're going through right now. So which crystals are you using for that practice? I'm, yeah. curious. I'm glad that you asked that because I was actually going to segue, not segue, but this is a good segue because I was just going to tell you that me sharing that on Saturday and actually applying the crystals right on camera, just kind of like anchoring, grounding down into myself. Somebody came in into the studio and they said, how does that work? How do crystals work in that specific way? And how is it different than if I were using them just for relaxation in general? Mm. And I said, it's kind of like the same method, but you know what your body needs and where to apply the attention that it needs. Because we're not just one note people. We're multifaceted, multi-dynamic people, right? So your mind is going to tell your body where to send energy. Your mind is going to tell your body where it wants to go, what attention it needs, just like how I said. So knowing that there is like these beautiful orange colored or red colored crystals that signify that area of the body, that area where we want to root into or where we want to tap into our sacral feminine area, those are good crystals just to use as symbols for that region of the body. And actually that is the symbol of the body, uh, the sacral chakra is what I'm referring to. So root chakra crystals which is at the tailbone area, the sacral chakra, which is the reproductive organs. Those areas, those energy wheels, commonly known as chakras, are red and orange colors. They just are. It's just an assignment. With red, it's the color of attention or stability. So it, it uniquely has that kind of energy attraction to it. That's why stop signs are red. That's why there's red fire trucks because it draws attention. It's it's a color of alertness where one needs to be alerted to making themselves safe and secure. It's mm -hmm. a cautionary kind of color. Mm -hmm. Orange, on the other hand, is like that color of joy and creation. And so when I wanted to breathe into that area, a red or orange crystal would be the appropriate one to do that. I happened to place that on my navel a little bit further down, just because that is where all of that energy of my menstruation is happening. Yeah. And so when you're dealing with cramps and having physical sensations, that's where you send the breath work. That's where you have your little avatar, your crystal that is supportive of that. It's like a crystal aspirin. And then I just placed it there, relaxed my shoulders, relaxed my entire being, sent that love and attention through my breath into that area, expanded my abdominals out as far as I can take them. And then just metaphorically and physically released all the tension mm -hmm. I was feeling and the trepidation and the anxiety of going into work, having my cycle again, feeling old with my cycle, not knowing if I was going to have to call my doctor and say, hey, you know, I'm not in perimenopause because it hasn't been a year yet. I didn't necessarily do that. I'm kind of still playing with that and feeling things out, but it gave me pause and enough time 
and enough care to decompress and to feel a little bit better than I did before. And that's exactly what I wrote um, in the caption. I don't feel 100%, but I feel better than I did before. And that goes back to what you were saying about taking things day by day. Sometimes you have to take things minute by minute. And so I was still able to go to work. And then because I did that sharing, just like you mentioned, somebody came in and said, how does that work? And I went over the details just like I did with you just now. And it's really simple. You can do the same relaxation if your heart needs it. You know, if you have a headache, it might be a little different when it comes to that. And by the way, I did have a migraine when I did it. I actually used two crystals. I placed one on the lower belly region and then the other one I placed at my throat. So I had two, sacral throat going. And somebody's like, well, how does the throat work with the headache? It was more or less telling myself that it's going to be okay. Mm. You know, it's going to be fine. You're going to get through the day. You have your resources. You have your tools. You can slow down. And I think it was just really for the best because your community, if they're in sync with you and they are following you by chance that day, by chance that day, they will give you grace. They will give you mercy if they're, if they were looking to spend some time with you because they wanted to check to see you know, if you were going to be there or whatever, what have you. So it all worked out in the end. And I just think that having a community, I think this is where we're going with this whole conversation today. It was about tools, but it seems like it's more about community and sharing at this point. Having a community is so important and keeping, taking the secrecy and the shame out of it is even more important. Removing the secrecy, removing the shame. That's how we can share these kinds of tools. I love it. So we're doing the job or we're doing the work, not the job. The we're work. doing the work. I yes, mean, I don't think we really have a choice, Viviani. But... <laughs> we don't have a choice, of course. We don't have a choice. We're doing the work. Yeah, we're doing the work. The work continues. That's not a destination. It's definitely an everyday practice and a choice, right? So it's it's definitely easier to choose to be comfortable with the discomfort because mm-hmm. um, we just, you just don't know where to find a solution. And then, and you don't understand what is happening, especially for women, they are yeah. still getting their cycle. So they don't understand what is going on. They haven't been to a doctor has been years, right? Or th- because they are not as connected to their own bodies. So they don't know what's going on. So then they are taking antidepressant or they are overcompensating, you know, eating or any other type of addiction. So that's why this conversation is healing and soothing. That's my intention. As I share, you know, these conversations, that's my intention is that I want to just touch one heart at a time. Yeah, I, I so appreciate you creating this platform for us to have this discussion. And this is the second time you mentioned the mood swings and the feeling of depression. And although we both practice subtle energy and we know what that means, that was even lost on me when I started having these mood swings. I didn't categorize that as perimenopause right away. And I honestly, I kind of blamed it on work, to be honest, being overstressed, being overtired, but I love the things that I do for work. I'm still very much passionate about my work. So that hadn't changed. And I just put it in the wrong box because when you do better, you feel better. And I love going to work and I know you love going to work. And so I think paying attention to those subtle, we talk about subtle energy, but paying attention to those subtle shifts and our performance and our demeanor and how we're viewing things is really, really important because it's a lot of the times it's not just, you know, I'm in a bad mood. There is a reason for that. Your equilibrium has shifted and something's off. I'm glad that you touched on that point. Can we, we had a conversation before, can we talk about the relationship with the nervous system? Yeah. You, 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 we had the, this conversation before and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this would be great to share on the podcast. 
so the you know they understand you know that our body yeah. is wholesome and and they are communicating with the you know different organs and different areas in our bodies especially the hormones and the nerve system so i would like for you to expand on that yeah so the nervous system is like the energy the very first part the energy detector of how we're feeling within our mood or within our emotions within even the subtle differences of our physical intelligence for instance when the hairs raise up on your skin or you get the slightest bit of goose pimples or goosebumps so that nervous system detects all of those things and then the nervous system radiates electromagnetic energy called an aura. Whether you believe there's an aura or not, we still produce ultra, we produce heat. And that heat can be detected just by looking at some kind of ultraviolet Violet, through some right. kind of ultraviolet magnetic or whatever. So the aura is real. Subtle energy is real. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to get impressions like we do. However, we're so pressed and stressed by how time moves now because we can push a button and connect with somebody rapidly. We start to lose the ability to sense things. We start to become a little bit diminished and our nervous system ramps up but our detectors, how we smell, taste, touch, crave things, feel things, they start to diminish a little bit because of the fast what movement of which, yeah, it kind of um, takes over. So the breath work really connects you into slowing down and paying more attention. Even if I slowed down my words a little bit more here like this, you'd hear me differently you'd be hanging on to what I had to say. Right now, people are so tapped that people are getting diagnosed, just like how you said, Viviani, with attention deficit disorder. And it's very real that people are having to work within that. However, it's not just our fault alone. It's the pace and the, and the amount of work that we're juggling here in America and other places too. But here in America, there's no time. There's no sit by and let, let's sit on the porch and drink the lemonade. Those days have kind of They're marched over. on. <laughs> They're over. <laughs> Listen, if you go They're to over. a beach, if you go to a beach in my hometown, Salvador Bahia in Brazil, if you go to a beach on Monday, it's packed. Monday, right? Or lunch hours, two hours. Nice. So it's a cultural differences is real or a composition is also different, right? I'm, I'm yeah. more, I have adapted to this hustle and bustle. There is a part of me that I, I thrive on that, but the, also there, there is a part of me now, as I've gotten older that let me make some adjustments because yeah. this is fun because I can create, I can see my creations instantly when I deliver my content, for example, but also I'm constantly working. I don't, I, I haven't had the time to smell the flowers yet because, yeah. you know, Monday and Tuesdays, for example, I am doing administrative work on Tuesdays. I'm recording mm -hmm. podcasts or I'm working on content Wednesday to Saturdays. I'm seeing clients. So I am technically working six and a half days a week. Cause even when I'm not yeah. working on Sundays, I'm also thinking, Oh, I didn't finish to send this email or I have a chance now to watch that, that, you know, finish that course that I started, but the mind keeps going and going and going. So for yeah. me, you know, the relationship between the mind and the body under stress, there is a separation and that's where we are. We become snappy, yeah. exhausted. Even when we are relaxing, actually laying down, we are not completely relaxed because the mind is going, 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 going. So it is important to understand like they are not alone. We are not alone. And that's why right. you know it's good to have these conversations with our girlfriends or, or even on social media that is an easier way to find a community of women. They are going through the same thing. Or- 
they don't know what's going on with them because even when they right. go to a, a Western practitioner, a doctor, I have experienced that before where my doctor at that time just didn't really listen to my my concerns at that time. And that was like 2019. And uh-huh. she was like, she was about to prescribe me some antidepressant. And I'm like, I'm asking you to make a refer to speak to a gynecologist. And she somehow resisted, right? She thought yeah. that was just more, it was related to my like depression and anxiety. And that wasn't it. But that point on, it was like, okay, I've done research and all, but I didn't know that I was going through that. But then I was right. like, hmm reading about it i'm like yeah probably there because i do get the warm swing you know the warm mm-hmm. up and down temperature but you know as i said last year it became more severe so perimenopause is the state in my life right now and it was proving when my period stopped in november yeah and i finally got like two weeks ago and i was like what you raise a really good point because it didn't happen in the way that I would have liked it to happen. And what I mean by it did not happen, I'm hearing the same thing from you. We actually spent quite a few months, it sounds like years for you, dealing with mood shifts and changes before hot flashes came in. And fatigue, I'll put fatigue in that bucket too. Mood swings, semi-depression, fatigue, all before the hot flashes came in. And so our conversation may save somebody some time by talking about that nervous system and by talking about stay ahead of that. If you're in a career or if you're in a relationship that's good and there's no blatant reason why things should be shifting like that for you emotionally, that's when you want to pay attention to that because it's not always about fatigue. It's not always, it could be about fatigue because your body is shifting and changing, but it might not just be because I'm tired of working or my relationship something's up. So if things are going good and normal in your life, and that's what I would love to impress, stay ahead of that, especially if you're in that 40 year old to 45 year old span of age, Mm -hmm. because that's when those things start shifting right away. And if you can catch a hold of that, you'll have a lot more happier days than what I experienced with that. And that's just something that I wasn't privy to. Mm. So that's what I, I only started doing this kind of things when it was blatantly obvious that I was having that shoulder pain, that I was having the night flashes. And then I looked at my age and I said, it's about time. But like you, I believe I was experiencing all of those things probably around 44 years old to 45 years old. And I really wasn't calling it what it was. And that's the conversation that really needs to, that people could catch a hold of. And now that we have this information, right, for ourselves, And Mm -hmm. what we just shared with each other and the world, how would you define this new phase in your life? I would say I am empowered to continue to move forward in all that makes me feel whole in all of the dynamic ways in which I reflect my chronological age. I still want to be deep into community. And this is just another level of that, Viviani. This is something that I can honestly help someone with. There are solutions. Um, Start thinking about things earlier on, like we just mentioned. Maybe have a book or a notebook of all the things that you're experiencing, not just menopause. I went and got my teeth cleaned on Tuesday of two months ago. Chronologizing our healthcare and what's going on and keeping records of that is really, really important. And I didn't know how important it was. I should have started that years ago. I do it now. So simple things like that to stay ahead of things is really, really important. Keeping your appointments together, recognizing if there are certain times or certain days of the week where you need to have some more attention. Is it later in the week when you start to fatigue out because you've been going, going, going? Or do you need a little bit of energy reserve on a daily basis? I'm an early bird. I love to get up early. At this point of the day, I start to fade a little bit, but that's not going to take me out of getting up early because I'm the most productive when it comes to getting up early. I say that to say, you might be the person that needs to sleep in, you in general, not you necessarily. 
but you may be the person that needs to sleep into 8.30, do it. You don't have to fall into these norms. Those patterns and those kind of feeling like the demands on our time has to also correlate to the demands on how we need to be productive, that's over. Especially with there being so much work from home and so much flexibility. So the way in which time moves so quickly is the same way Honestly, you can slow it down because we have the flexibility now to do it. It's just kind of like looking at things and inverting them and taking your power back. So to answer your question, a come full circle on this, I'm stepping into my power. Any seat that I sit in is my throne and I'm able to dictate what it is that I need, what I need first and what I want later. Taking care of all of my needs first gets me the, the, the things that I desire, the things that I want. So I feel like I'm in a place of power. And you look like you're on the throne right now, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not mention, we didn't talk about the excess weight gain. That's a whole other conversation. We probably listen, need think, to record another one. Uh, I think we need to invite so somebody in for that. We need a professional for that because the weight gain is real. It's not really moving as quickly as I thought it would because, again, my background is in exercise and all of these things. I'm still eating healthy enough and just shifts. And that physical is happening. Girl, <laughs> listen, I just got uh, measured for my uh, uh, wedding dress. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. And I'm the biggest that I have been in my life like lower body, like my upper body still the same-ish, but my middle session, I'm exercising. I am doing Peloton, I all of that, none. So it is frustrating, especially for us and those that are very self-aware and mindful with their health and, and wellness, you know, practices. So that can be frustrating and also trigger, you know, some, some uh, self-esteem issues as well. And so Absolutely. I, feel like, I feel like it is very important to have a um, self-care practice because as you said before, it anchors us where we are at that moment in time, we are in tune and connected with the universe where we can be on a receiving end, right? Well, we're just there listening, listening quietly, right? Or intentionally receptive. I love that. Intentionally receptive. You got to say that again. Say it one more time. Intentionally receptive. That's a big, big deal. That yeah. statement that you just yeah. made, not to jump in on what you're saying, no. but those two words linked together, intentionally receptive. That takes a lot of the, de of the deficit out. To know that I need to receive, I need to adhere what needs to be heard. That's a big deal. What you just said that caught my ear. Yeah, and uh, and, <laughs> and I'm I'm downloading, girl. I'm downloading it. <laughs> yeah, intentionally receptive. I like yeah. that. Yeah, in the in, in that, that takes, is that takes work, Viviani. That takes work. Yeah. You have to decide that's what you want to be. I was about to say you picked up my thoughts. So. As easy as it sounds, it takes discipline to even give yourself grace or permission to, to, to make the time for yourself, right? Because as women, we do feel guilty to even take that time because of our clients, because of the business alone, it's like a child because, you know, our partners, I feel guilty when I'm not present or I'm not available to my partner. Right. But like oh, mentally. How about the women? Yes. How about yeah. women that aren't entrepreneurs and they have this whole family and it's not even that they feel guilty. They're not even realizing that they're not taking time for themselves. It's kind of like lost on them. Yeah. And I think for women like us and women, they are taking the time. I think we struggle a little bit more with that because we already know, like, let me speak for myself can speak for you or for others, but I feel like because we have the business, we have the community, we have our family, right? And then our extended family from our partners. There's a lot of things that each of us just, just have to show up 
And so when you say no to all of these areas or one of them for myself, my myself particularly, I feel very guilty. And that's my work that I'm actually working with my therapist right now, where I am, I'm a pleaser, right? So it's like, okay, learning how to um, set boundaries for yourself. It's okay <laughs> to say, let me get back to you. Even learn, this is a new language for me. And I think with the business is even harder, right? Because now you open yourself up to your clients. And especially when they are struggling with something, it's hard to say no. I get text messages on a freaking Sunday from clients. Oh, yeah. You get it? So it's like, <sighs> this is one of my favorite clients. Boom. And I go, and then we start talking and then it takes me away, my attention away from my family, right? So even implementing these adaptations to this new uh, norm for us, for myself, as we speaking, I am setting a system for myself where I'm creating block of times to make myself available for self-care, making space available for the people that I love, which they are mm-hmm. weak, what time is best when you're talking about becoming aware, you know, where is your high peak of, you know, producing or just creatively. Right? Producing sounds very commercial and mechanical, but creatively, especially us as women, we are creators, right? So it's a discipline as I am researching, as I am listening to these podcasters and and things that I'm reading, like this is not normal to... Unfortunately, because of the time, the speed that things are just evolving, I think people just made this like too normal. Now it's normal to be busy. And so I have to be busy. And that is not it. You have to carve out your time where you said, you know, the flexibility that we do have. Intentionally create a framework that works for you not for anybody else. So going back to create a default framework where here's my calendar. I know myself, just like you I like to get up early. I'm the most productive from 5.30 to 12. And then I dive, right? So yeah. getting to know yourself and getting to know what makes you tick for a lack of a better word. No, absolutely. It's all about that being aware of yourself, being truthful with yourself, sharing with your community, and then having those tools like we talked about at the top of the hour when we start talking about this. Now it's back to those tools because that's where you're coming back, right? Scheduling yourself out. But how about this? This is where that trend, it's always been this way. I'm talking about rituals now, Mm -hmm. but taking rituals and making them your remedies Mm. instead of just kind of doing things in vain because for a time this works for me taking your rituals and looking at them as unique remedies for what you need it could be for a time or it could be longer than that but staying faithful and committed to those is really key because that's that seat of power that I'm talking about. And so with an example, something like a crystal, right? Oh, a crystal is so cute. That's really nice. I think they're pretty and shiny objects. They're really not meant for that. They're really supposed to be energy tools of reminding yourself that maybe take a time out. Maybe I need to do the breath work. Maybe I use this stone as a symbol when I write because it encourages me to go a little bit deeper. So tasking out, having all of the things that work for you and tasking out your rituals is really, really important. For instance, you you being in skincare, someone can easily ritualize that and create a remedy out of that easily. Every time I put on this hand cream, I'm going to put this essential oil only with this particular hand cream. I'm going to use it as aromatherapy. So these little subtle energy things can create big gains in your life. So I don't judge things like that when people utilize crystals, when people use aromatherapy. They're not alternative to me, 
they're additional forms of health care mm -hmm. for me. I agree. That's nature. Why is alternative, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Was, something just came through. Um, you know, for me, crystals are, with all the respect, what you said, what you said, it made me think about this. But uh, as, as um grew up as a Catholic, my mother is very Catholic. And so rosary is her crystal. And so my understanding, you know, see crystals is rosary, you know, where you can prayer intentionally, yeah. or prayer be beads, you can intentionally sit there and call out and be grateful and ask for guidance. It's the same way. And, and I agree with you 100%, a reminder to, you know, sit and breathe and connect. You know, I have crystals all over my house. <laughs> Thanks to you, my friend, and my collections <laughs> from, you know, years. But um, I love that idea. So we do have, we have, what, three crystals? What else we have? Three, uh, you suggest three crystals for the sacral chakra? Or any other area that you need to really give yourself some attention. I would have task things out just for that aspect of um, the aesthetic. There's nothing wrong with having a decor crystal that just lets you think about flow or keeps you responding to the beauty in life. Mm. That is a wonderful way to take a break. But then having some of those ones that are tasked out to go a little bit deeper that you only use when you really need to hone in or focus on pain and think about pain as something subjective that only you can determine the degree of. That's why there's always that pain sheet. Um, a doctor can't tell you how much pain you're in. He, she has to ask you, what level, what number is it? So that tells you right there, it's a subjective thing. So tasking out a stone or something like that, that can help you by inhaling, you squeeze, you put a little pressure to it, exhale, you release the hold on the stone and send breath to that area of your body. It may sound like a small little thing, but it can really shift you enough for you to get out the door and do what you need to do. Because just because we're feeling a degree of pain, doesn't mean that we have we have we can stop everything that we have going on in that day. So having crystals, having tools, having sound, having breath work that can give you that specific time out is really really meaningful and effective. And when it's meaningful and effective, it becomes important to you. Yeah. When it's meaningful and effective, it becomes important. I agree with you. This morning I did um the sounding bowl, the chakra one. Yes, the one in your office. Yes. Oh, I have. Uh, I love one, that. Yeah, the, I have. Uh, uh, I had two of them because I bought one the size I want a, a a bigger size at that time. So I have actually two. So that's why I took one to my uh, my studio. Uh, but I also I insert the yoni egg that I bought it from you. Ooh. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, adventuring. So I am. I think it was like two years ago. <laughs> two years ago, yeah. You've been coming yeah. a long time. Yeah, has been a while. So yeah, I was no, like, I'm you know what? I, coming, I, yeah. I recharged it, you know, with some sea salt mm -hmm. last night. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to ground myself, be in my body, because that's another thing that I have noticed where I am. My body is leaning on, towards one side or the belly, like I'm standing, I'm like this, yeah. you know? So I feel like every time I, I wear the yoni egg, it, it, it anchors me. So then I was like, you know, it's time for me to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Good job. Yeah. Well you. done. Yeah. Well done. Mm -hmm. We're about to complete our session, my dear, or this amazing um conversation. Is there anything that we haven't said that you want to say and make this complete for you? You know, I just feel, I feel that I'm very, very proud of the fact that we showed up for this today and that we are actually giving this attention. I, I just think that that's a wonderful way to honor what we're currently going through at the same time, honoring other women going through the same thing or that is yet to go through it. 
So I'm just appreciative of, of you, friend, and of the time that we're taking and the commitment to do this. Yes. And yeah. I feel the same way. Um, again, we're so sisters. We know that we're called to be the teacher and the, mm -hmm. the bridge. And the student. And the student, <laughs> the right? And the student. <laughs> because, you know, in order for you to be a teacher, you also need to be a student. So Absolutely. Uh, that's that's what this podcast is about. Can you share with us if you have any events coming up or where people can find you? I'm going to have this information under the show notes, but, um, you know, share with us what is any upcoming events. So in about another week, I'll be doing a sound healing with yin yoga. And it's interesting that you, you're using your sound bowl, like you used it this morning, like you mentioned. Sound is a wonderful way to soothe the nervous system. I mean, we all know that statement of um, music soothes the savage beast. <laughs> and what better beast than menopause? But you don't have to be within the menopause or perimenopause um, to come and join me. It is a sound healing. We go through three to four yin yoga postures. Yin yoga, you hold postures for a longer amount of time. It's not like that flowing style of yoga like vinyasa. That's coming up in about a week. I know we're getting together soon again in May. There's a big conference, the VCon, where there's going to be so much conversation about reproductive health, about pelvic health, about the vagina, yeah. about perimenopause, all of the things about menstrual cycles. Yeah. I believe that's on um, Sunday, May 21st. May and there's, yeah. And there's still tickets available. It's like an all, like a half day thing down on the participate? Yes. Yes, I'm one of so like, we are. You I, I'm one of the main sponsors. I, you know, I just want to give a little tip. We're going to have a little corner there. So okay. um, I'm very excited, very excited to, to witness you, to witness the other women for us to gather in community. So community is so important. So the sound healing and then the VCon, those are two things coming up. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Bonitas, thank you so much for your time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share with your girlfriends and please just give us a review and so we can continue to produce these nutritious conversation among us. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. So have a great day and I'll see you soon. Ciao, ciao. Thank you, Vivian. Ciao, ciao, everyone. All right, Bonita. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Be Bonita podcast. I hope you're leaving our time together feeling more confident. Keep the conversation going and connect with me on Instagram at VivianiAidesSkin and on my website at www.VivianiAidesSkinWellness.com and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Ciao.